All right, so tell us a little about yourself and a little bit about how you ended up living in Mexico. Yes, so um, my name is Michelle Robinson and I am originally from Michigan. It's a small town um, called Buchanan, Michigan. So it's like 20 minutes from Notre Dame, Indiana. Everyone knows Notre Dame. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so yes, I'm a Midwest girl at heart. I moved to Atlanta after living in Atlanta for some time. I relocated to Scottsdale, Arizona. So I love Arizona. Um, and then I transitioned over to Mexico. So um, living in Atlanta is no water. Arizona is no water. So I was like, oh my gosh, let me go to Mexico so I could be around, you know, vibes and water. And it's still easy access to get to the States in case my family gets sick or whatever the case may be. So I, trans I transitioned over to Playa del Carmen, Mexico, and it's just been amazing it's been a great experience and you know it's just been i've been able to cut my cost of living down a lot tremendously so it's been great okay so what was the draw for you to go from i i know the water like there's no yeah scottsdale is pretty dry unless you've got a pool but what was the real draw of mexico like how did you what was the thought process there um really going on a deep spiritual journey okay um mexico is spiritual grounds you know little do people know so i definitely was you know going on a deep spiritual journey i wanted to eat a lot healthier that was you know a really big part of me moving too you know so that i could eat more organic things um, just connecting with myself spiritually. I had moved to Arizona, which is, it's, it's great. It was great there too. You know, of course you have the mountains and the scenery and stuff, but, um, I was still having a disconnect within myself. So, um, I just really, really needed to deeply connect with myself, which I was able to do getting away from the States and all the just, just craziness. So really a deep, deep spiritual journey is why I really needed and moved to Mexico. Okay. Was there like a catalyst for that? Was there like financial hardship or a boyfriend, like a breakup or something like that, that kind of. Um, no, it was just a disconnect. Um, within myself, I kept feeling not a hundred percent happy. Mm -hmm. Like I'm a happy person and I'm free spirited, but it was just something that I just wasn't really all the way fulfilled with. It was mm -hmm. just like, I just was still not feeling attached to myself because I'm spiritual. I pray, I meditate and everything, but it, I was like, something is wrong. I'm not connecting fully with myself. I'm not all the way happy. So I was just like, okay, I, I have a spiritual mom and she's super dope. I love her. Um, so I remember getting on the phone with her and I was just like, I just really think that I need to go where some water is because I don't think we know as human beings that we need to be, you know, connected to earth fully. So we need water. You know, we need our air. We need all of our elements. And I hadn't connected with water in so long. I've been away from it. So it's mm -hmm. just been, my life has just been dry. So I was just like, you know, I think I need to get by some water. And I was 
like backing out in the beginning. I was like, I'm not doing this. I'm not going. What am I doing? And she was just like, remember you said you need to be by some water? Go do it. If you could do it, go do it. So yeah, it was just that disconnect. I don't know if anyone else can feel that disconnect in themselves, that happiness, that that pureness, you know, the joy inside. But um, I felt it and I needed to fix that. Okay. So how did you decide on Playa del Carmen then? Um, my first choice was Merida because it is one of the safest cities in the world. So um, I started researching there first, but it was it's, it's dry. Mm -hmm. So um, I was like, ah, uh, it's just no point. <laughs> so um, I reached out to a girl. I can't remember what her name is. I, I'm, I'm sad I can't remember her name, but I reached out to her. She lives in Playa and she kind of was just like, you know, you need to come to Playa. It's, you know, it's really small. It'll be easier for you to start with. Um, the beaches are here. It's so many beaches. It's beautiful. Um, she was still, I think she was telling me like her rent was still really, you know, affordable. She was like, I'm only paying $750 and that's everything included. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she just kind of gave me this full on Playa. She was like, please just come here first and, um, you know, give Playa a try. So I was like, let me just go give Playa a try. Because, two, when you fly into Mexico, um, you fly in. I, I flew into Cancun. Mm -hmm. So Cancun is, you know, of course, like a 45 minute drive from Playa. So I was just like, OK, it's easier for me to get there. And then when I get to Playa, I could just catch the ADO bus to Merida and visit Merida. So mm -hmm. I just fell in love with Playa. And it was e it's very easy to move around there. It's just, you know, I got my gym. I got my beach. <laughs> yeah. I could just walk around. So, yeah, I just, it's easy. It was easier. Yeah. How long have you been there now? Since August 2022. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. And are you currently just doing like visa runs or did you work on getting your temporary residency or what's the plan there? Um, right now I'm just doing visa runs. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm doing my border runs. Um, got my 180 day visa, you know, anytime I go back, have to re-enter, but, um, I am going to get my residency this year. Um, I have looked into it and started reaching out. So definitely I'll be getting my residency this year. Nice. And most people, when they think about moving to being a nomad or going to another country, they struggle with how to make money. So what are you currently doing? Do you have a business or are you working for another company? How are you currently affording the lifestyle? Yes. Um, that is a really big factor that people have to really take into mind. So um, I did I have an e-commerce store, mm -hmm. so I did make sure that that was up and running and functioning and, you know, bringing in money. Um, I learned other skills, so I learned about government contracting and how to subcontract those out so that I'm not actually doing the work. I'm just getting, you know, I'm the, I'm the middleman in the situation. Um, I'm also a scrum master project management, do project management. So I could easily pick up contracts as well while I'm abroad. So yeah, making sure that you have financial stability while you're abroad is a really big issue because a lot of people end up having to move back. Yeah.
Yeah, it, learning how to make money online or digitally is definitely a skill that everybody should be developing if they want to live other than in their own state. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. So what is your what is something that was an unexpected surprise when you started staying long term in Mexico? Um what was the unexpected surprise? I don't know. I I don't know. What was, uh, what was the surprise to me? Um, 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 I cannot even really think of anything because living in Arizona, I was around the Mexican culture so much. It mm -hmm. wasn't a shock, I guess. Uh, I don't know because I travel so much. <laughs> yeah. Well, for a uh, lot of people that go from the United States to Mexico, I don't know about where you are in Playa del Carmen, but I know where I've been living in Zihuatanejo, there's a lot of like the noise can be incredible, at especially late at night, like the motorcycles and the dogs. And then you go to some colonies and like the roosters. It's <laughs> it's never quiet. That's for sure. Um, so yeah, you have to, yes, you do have to adjust to the noise because it's no, <laughs> I mean, the roosters waking you up early and then you going to sleep to noise cars and stuff. So yeah, I guess, yeah, it's never quiet and you do get your, you, you can get quiet. You can pick an area and get some quiet time in the United States, but Mexico is like, no matter where you go, you can't escape the noise. Especially the beach life. I don't know if you spend any time in central Mexico, but like there's areas that are like, I just spent five weeks in Carretero and it's way quieter there than it is in the beach. Like the beach, you could be staying at a place like in a little secluded area and there still be like a karaoke bar a block away that you can just hear. Or there's some like party happening where there's some banda music and it's just like until like four in the morning. Yes, yes, definitely. Oh, yeah, the beach life. It, I love the beach life, though. <laughs> um, but it is, it is, it is noisy. Like you said, it is noisy. And if you do work remote, that could be like if you're like in customer service, working remote, that could be an issue too because it is noisy. Yeah, yeah. And I know in some areas the internet is a little bit iffy too. So I see in the Facebook groups, people are always like, how's the internet in this town or this town? And it's just kind of like, it depends because in Ziwa, there's places where they have fiber internet. Like my apartment has fiber internet, which is pretty stable, mm -hmm. but I've been in mm -hmm. some Airbnbs where it's just like, you'll be on a zoom call for 20 minutes and it just keeps dropping and dropping and dropping. And you're like about to go insane because the internet's not stable. Yeah, that's another thing, um, the stability of the internet um, and making sure that, you know, you have good connection. That's definitely another thing. Um, thankfully, the places that I've stayed in, I haven't had any bad issues with internet connection, but that that is a, I've, I see it all the time in the Facebook groups. 
all the time. (laughs) Yeah. But honestly, it's not unique to Mexico because my mom has lived in rural areas and she's used like HughesNet internet, which is the worst company you could ever have. And her internet is terrible. Mm. And and we're just in (laughs) Lapine now, Lapine, Oregon. It's just horrible. And so I'm like, I get better internet even at these Airbnbs than you do in your place. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what is, have a lot of women are always worried about the safety as well. And Mm -hmm. since you've traveled around a lot, is there ever a time that you felt unsafe? Um, no, no. Um, I've, I'm very cautious of my surroundings, no matter where I go, but I honestly, and this is crazy, I tell people this all the time. I'm like, I feel more safer in Mexico than in the United States. Um, I've been blessed to meet great people in Mexico. And I had a friend, it was her first time traveling outside of the United States. And she came and visited me in Mexico. And her phone just didn't work at all by the time she got to Mexico. It just wouldn't work. It just, she couldn't get in contact with me. Mm-hmm. And so she, luckily she ended up getting like a sweet, nice taxi driver. And she finally got in contact with me like hours after her plane had landed in Cancun. And she was like, oh, she called me. And she was just like, oh my gosh. Like we've been riding around. My phone will not work. I couldn't get in contact with you. And the, t- the taxi driver was just like, yeah, I wasn't letting her out of my sight until we found you. And so... When I got to her, she was crying. I'm crying. I'm like, oh my God, I feel so bad. But I've never, you know, even that experience with her, like that guy was so helpful to look out for her and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and to stay with her and to make sure she was okay. And he was able to pick her up, pick her up and take her back to the airport when she left. So I've never had a time where I felt unsafe in Mexico and I catch taxis everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't go out and get crazy drunk. Um, I just, I just watch, you know, where I am. And a lot of the locals have been really sweet. Like, they'll be like, you know, don't go over there at night. Mm-hmm. You know, don't, you know, even when it comes to places to live, they're like, if you're not fluent in Spanish, you know, don't go over there. You, you know, so I've, I've never had that experience. <laughs> Nice. Never. Nice. Yeah. There's only been one or two times where I felt uncomfortable, but it was never like a position where I was actually unsafe. It was just something that was like, oh, maybe like an iffy situation that could be, but it was just because mm-hmm. I've traveled so much and we've been in areas like I currently live in Centro, but I've lived in um, other colonies where I'm like the only foreigner there. And yeah, it just feels different because it's more like authentic Mexico than the tourist Mexico most people are used to. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people wonder what it actually costs to live in, especially in a beach area like Playa del Carmen, which is probably a little bit more expensive even than Zihuanejo. What is your monthly expenses look like? Um, depending on how much I eat out and go out for drinks, I would say about eleven hundred. Eleven hundred a month, including rent and everything. Mm-hmm. Have you visited like a doctor or dentist down there? 
Not yet. No, no. not yet. Mm-mm. It's actually a really lovely experience. I've had two surgeries in Mexico so far, and I have been to the doctor many times because I have been last winter. I was sick a lot with whatever mm. flu was going around, whatever it was, if it was COVID or whatever, like I was sick a lot. Oh, but so yeah. how was your experience with the doctors? Amazing. Like Good. I avoid going to the doctor at all costs. I even have the Oregon health plan now because last summer I spent some time here in Oregon and it was necessary after a horrible experience with out of pocket here. But -hmm. in Mexico, it's like I've paid upwards of 600 pesos for a visit with a doctor that spoke English. And then now Mm -hmm. anytime I need to see someone, I know enough Spanish that I can get by to go to a regular doctor, which is normally Mm -hmm. around like what, 350 pesos. But they actually like you you get their WhatsApp number and you just like message them on WhatsApp and they'll be like, hey, I've got an appointment at this time. You can always get in that day, like no problem. Mm -hmm. And then you just show up, tell them your problems. They give you some medicine and you leave and it's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like it's so easy. Yeah. And see, I haven't really, I guess because you can go to the pharmacy and get anything you want. Yeah. For the so, most part, yeah, you can. Yeah, so I haven't had my experience yet, but um, definitely soon. I guess I'd be, I'm really cautious of that too. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so, I don't know. And then I live in Playa, so it's more touristy. Uh-huh. And it's different. It's a little different. Yeah, well, the the doctors are just amazing because I think they don't have to work out of the insurance system. They don't work within an insurance system. And so they mm-hmm. actually, everyone that I've been to, they, it feels like they actually love their job. I have a gynecologist that I've seen many times up in Morelia and mm-hmm. I'll take, I'll drive for actually it's five hours from Ziwa to go up there to see her because she makes you feel like an actual person. Like I had to have mm-hmm. a surgery with her and after the surgery, I like did not feel well. And she sat there for like at least 20 minutes holding my hand, her herself. Like in the US, a doctor would never do that. They would just like in and out never. and just like takes care of it. Like she was there talking to me, making sure I was okay. She messaged me the day after on WhatsApp. Like it was just amazing. And this was a surgery I needed um, before I left for Mexico in 2020. But during the pandemic, like no one would see me and I was having all these problems when I went to Mexico and I got to see this gynecologist. It was like $150 for the surgery. That surgery would have cost probably like two grand here. And it was just like the most empowering, best experience I've ever had. It was just like, it was awesome. Good. So I have no problem That's- seeing doctors in Mexico <laughs> at all. Like, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, when I get back there, I'm going to make a few appointments. So yeah, I'm excited. I, I, I always hear good things about the doctors in Mexico. So yeah, yeah, no, even in the dentist, like I had a couple fillings done and they were like $30 each. Yeah, yeah, that would never happen in the States. No, it's like <laughs> hundreds of dollars. And it's a process like they make it such a process to get mm-hmm. seen. Uh, the reason I finally got the Oregon health plan was because last summer I was here in July and I got sick 
a couple weeks into being being here and I got like strep throat and I was like dying and I did not want to see a doctor because I know what a hassle it is and I didn't want to go to the emergency room for something so silly and my mom mm. was finally like you need to go see somebody so I started making phone calls and it's like this this ridiculous system of you have to have an established patient appointment which they didn't have anything till October while I was sick in July so I was like, yeah, let me just get my time machine and go to October and establish care with you so I can be seen today when I feel like I'm dying. And finally, my mom found a tele, like a telehealth appointment at one of these mm -hmm. places nearby. So we had mm -hmm. to go into their parking lot. My mom had to go inside to pay, but they don't actually let you go in to see a doctor. You just have to go back, sit in your car and then do it virtually from their parking lot. So they wanted to do a test for strep throat. So they send out a nurse in like all, all hazmat gear. Like I'm freaking have like Ebola or something. And they hand me the test, but they won't test me. Even though she's like dressed and ready for whatever, my mom has to do it, has to do the test. And then we hand it back to them. And then they're like, well, it was inconclusive. We could do a different kind of test. It takes three days. And my mom came unglued on them. She was like, you just need to give her antibiotics and send us on our way. Because look at no. her. She's literally looked like she's about to die. And they yeah. finally agreed to that. And the medicine helped me. And within like a day and a half, I was better. But it was just so demoralizing that they were so like, resistant to helping me at all. And then it was only supposed to be $150 for that appointment. They sent my mom, their mom paid that, that we paid that payment there. Uh, it was my mom's, it was my mom and I's agreement. Like I could have paid for it, but I was like, I'll go if you pay for the appointment because I'm just so grumpy about the whole thing. So my mom mm -hmm. was like, okay, I'll pay for it. So that way I'll force you to go. I, I hate going to the American doctors. It's just like a thing. After being yeah. in Mexico and seeing doctors there, going to doctors here is horrible. But anyway, they, after she paid that, they sent her a bill for $450 additionally because they like raised it and caused it, called it like a class three appointment. So my mom mm -hmm. like went and argued with them and was like, there is no way we're paying you any more money considering you, you didn't even like lay hands on her or do anything. So yeah. Yeah. That, see, that's, that was tacky. <laughs> that was tacky and I was a hassle and it just wasn't even a comfortable experience. And yeah. they always do that. They come back with another bill from this. And it's like, come on now. It's so, so. corrupt. And <laughs> like, oh, anyway. And yeah, I know in Mexico, I've always had great experiences. I go when I actually need help before I feel like I'm dying. And yeah, it's just, it's just great. Yes, so I'm glad you had, you know, that experience, <laughs> uh, you know, a good experience in Mexico. So that, but they talk about the U.S. being so, I'm sorry, Mexico being corrupt. But look at how corrupt our, you know, our medical system is, you know, you went, you paid, paid that, the lady come and has met, like you got, like you said, Ebola or monkeypox. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> And then your mom had to literally, you know, stress, like, no, give my daughter some antibiotics. Yeah, they probably would have just sent me away without anything had she not been there. I was, it's, 
it's so funny telling it now because it's like, yeah, my mom did the test like I'm a teenager, but it's because I hate going to the doctor here so much because they make you feel so crappy about yourself. Mm -hmm. Every time you go to the doctor, it's just like, but every time I've been in Mexico, like it's, they just like listen to you. They actually like want to make sure you're okay. And you being their clients, like important to them it's just a whole different vibe like that's all there there is and there's no like going and getting on the scale and them taking your blood pressure and doing all this unnecessary stuff it's like okay what is your problem this is what i'm experiencing great this will help you okay thank you now i will go <laughs> yes it's all about your insurance in america yeah you know they treat you according to your insurance so yeah yeah, it's it's frustrating. Let's see. Yeah. Um, to wrap this up, what would be your advice or recommendation to someone who is going through a little bit of a moment where they feel lost? Maybe it. What would be your advice to someone like that? Um, if someone is going through anything and they feel a little bit lost, um. Take a careful look at your surroundings. Um, take a careful look at your surroundings. Start eliminating things that are causing, you know, confusion, disruption. Um, go into prayer, meditation, connect with your higher self because, you know, we ourselves are gods and it, we have to have a strong connection within ourselves. So definitely taking a look at what's causing disruption around you. Um, don't be scared to relocate. Don't be scared to um, cut people off, cut things off, cut off bad habits, um, introducing new things into your life, um, just finding yourself rediscovering. So that would definitely be my advice and you know always moving in faith and not fear so yeah love that love that don't be afraid of change Mm -hmm. yeah because we got to change that's you you have to change you know you change in age you know you change in looks so you got to change you know within your spirit and within your soul so change is always good change is important okay Perfect. So if they want to connect with you and follow more of your adventures, where can they find you? You guys can follow me on TikTok, Quantum Michelle. I don't know what happened. You know, TikTok had deleted my other account. I think that's probably how you found me. Okay. Maybe that's why I was having <laughs> but, trouble. Uh, yes, but I'm back on there. So Quantum Michelle, Q-U-A-N-A-H, Q-U-A-N-A-H-M-I-C-H-E-L-E. So Quantum Michelle. Um, my Instagram is Quantum Michelle with two L's. So yes, and I'm also um, going to be documenting my journey on YouTube as well. And that's Quantum Michelle. So everything Quantum Michelle. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll make sure to put the links in the show notes so you can click on them quite easily. Do you have any final words, advice, anything? Um, my final words would be to live your life. Um, don't I know it's a lot of negativity going on in the media about Mexico, you know, but I moved over there as a single woman, as a single black woman, and I'm loving it, you know, so don't let the media 
um, get inside your mind and create negativity and um, create fear because, you know, they want us to live in fear. So don't live in fear. You know, get out, live your life. If Mexico is not for you, there's other countries for you to live in. So you have the whole world. God created the whole world for us to live in. So, you know, go live in it, go explore. Like I said, walk in faith and not fear and just live life and be happy, as happy as you can and peaceful. I love that. Well, thank you so thank much you. for meeting with us and we'll talk again soon. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Are you an ambitious and independent woman who's ready to start attracting your aligned masculine partner but have struggled with settling in the past? Join the free masterclass to start attracting him in less than 30 days by tapping into a hidden feminine superpower that you already have. Go to girlsstopcrying.com to sign up.